backs it up and that's Jones. James Jones, room to run. James Jones goes 65 yards for a touchdown. Here's McCoy. He's got a first down. LaShawn McCoy is gone for the touchdown. I want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody in Philadelphia. Hey, Ma, what's up? I told you. <laughs> Come on, man. You feel me? <laughs> What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. The Thanksgiving games are among us far in. That's James Jones to his right, the brilliant Joy Taylor and Eagles all-time rushing leader, LaShawn Shady McCoy. Now, on the outskirts of this desk, I'll have some big Thanksgiving games. Shady, you up first. Best Thanksgiving NFL memory on the football field. Uh, Break it down for you. He doesn't celebrate. That's no, weird to me. Man. Anyway, you know, like it's got to be, I forget what year that was, but the Gobbler player of the game, Thanksgiving Day no doubt. in Dallas. Texas, your boy did his thing. <laughs> but the best part about that game, not me winning the, the, the player of the game, not that part. Not, that, not bring him off his lineman up. None of that. It was after the game. Because yeah. I stayed in Dallas. And I partied in Dallas. I was here in the club next to Des Bryant. That's my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had my rushing title belt yeah. on his shoulder. Yeah. I had a big ace of spade bottle in my left hand. Yeah. And that's how I got busy that night. You got busy that and night. And I can't tell you anything else after that. <laughs> but just know I had a great, great time. I had a big win. Great time, great game. James Jones far in. What was the memory? To be honest with you, it wasn't even the game anyway. It was before the game where... I seen everybody getting ready for these Thanksgiving games, and I really sat back like, I'm really a celebrity out here. Like, they <laughs> tuning in to watch me play. Like, I'm an entertainer. You know, go get your stuff. Go get sit down and get ready to watch J.J. go to work, man. So that was really the first time even being drafted and being an NFL player that I'm like, dang, man, people really watch me. I'm really an entertainer out here. So if the game know, is cool, but, you know, everybody watching is big time. Look at my boy. Young James. Uh, Young James. Young James. Young James. Young. Come on. If you know you're an entertainer. Oh, we went in the ball. Look at oh, that. Oh, Why are oh, you don't celebrate, though? You know what I'm saying? If you're you entertainer, why don't you celebrate? I've always been tall, man. Act like you've been there before, even since what? I was the youngest. So, you know what I mean? I ain't really man. got the oh, dance moves God. when I get in here. Bro, they that don't want to see They want to see it. Sing. Rap, whatever yeah, it is. But give me a little dance, you know, too, yeah, But I tell you, my oh, kids yeah. my kids is different than me, though. They you know what I'm saying? They're going to get okay. that end zone and they're going to see It's in his blood. It's in his blood. <laughs> in his blood. blood. Well, we got big ones this week. You got the Packers playing the Lions. You got the Commanders playing the Cowboys. You got the Niners playing the Seahawks. But let's focus in on a moment, Joy, on the Cowboys playing the Commanders. Big, big game as we get to first <laughs> in 10. Cowboys coming off of two really dominant wins. Most importantly, last week, they blew out the Panthers in a convincing fashion. That Prescott, he has been playing MVP caliber football, but now he has another divisional test. Thanksgiving Day, whole world watching versus Commanders. Joy, what can Dak Prescott prove tomorrow? Uh-oh. Nothing. Ooh. Zero. Check the box. Keep moving. Dak is good enough and has done enough in this league to me that week in and week out, against opponents that we feel he should beat, he doesn't have anything to prove. And particularly this year, they've been taking care of business for the most part. Outside of that Arizona game, they have been taking care of business. And I think that is a sign of a good team. Do they have more to prove in the postseason? Yes, I think that they do. But Dak Prescott is a franchise quarterback. The Dallas Cowboys are one of the best <coughs> in the league, bless you, and one of the best teams in the NFC. So to me, I don't think that they have anything to prove. This is a divisional game. Those can go sideways. This is a big game that everyone will be watching. There's a little more pressure. But Dak Prescott has done enough in this league that he shouldn't have to prove himself in this game to me. You know, before we started talking about Thanksgiving, my answer was nothing. Mm. But then I realized he's going to be the only game on TV in that time slot. Everybody is going to be watching. Dak Prescott numbers, he can put them up there with Patty Mahomes. He can put them up there with Lamar Jackson. He can put them up there with Brock. Whoever you want to put them up there with quarterback-wise. Tua, he can put them numbers up there with. So for me, you being the only game on TV, this is your time to let the world know that you are in that MVP conversation. If you go out here and you're the only game on TV and you got that star on the side of your helmet and you throw for 400 and four touchdowns, I don't care who the opponent is with everybody watching, I think Dak Prescott is going to get in this MVP conversation and it's going to be very, very serious MVP conversation <clears throat> when you talk about Dak Prescott and his numbers on top of his team winning and on top of his team dominating in some of these wins. Wow. Wait, wait, how? MVP. MVP, Shady. Best player in the, like best you know player what? in the world. I won't even. Anyway, uh, answer the question. What does like, Dak? What can Dak prove? Oh, uh, he just proved that just keeping this this um this hot streak alive, right? I mean, 
I, I will say that Dak has been playing really, really well lately. Um, despite who they've been playing, he's been doing a great job of dominating. A lot of people were putting a point of finger to, well, they have the easiest schedule in the NFL, which is true. Mm-hmm. But one thing they are, they are doing with this schedule is they're dominating these boys. Dominating them. Even playing weak teams, right? You don't see a lot of the straight blowouts in the right. NFL. Um, so I love what he's doing. I think keep the hot streak alive, be more consistent, um, and then build more confidence. I think Dak Prescott's a guy that doesn't have a lot of confidence. Why do you say that? I just say uh, up and down from his interviews, he's always just looking for, you know, what, what people say. He's always worried about what they say. You said this, you said that. You count us this way, you count us that way. Like, different things he says in the media. And I, I put myself in them shoes as a ball player. When, when a player is always mentioning the media or different things, it's like, okay, are you confident? Right? So, and I think when he plays against some big games, he kind of, he, he hides a little bit. I do think, so saying all that, Winning this game and the way they've been doing it, I think it builds a lot of confidence with the teammates and also with itself. This is what I struggle with at this desk and this conversation with everybody here is I vehemently disagree with this notion, Shady, that Dak Prescott can gain confidence by beating such an inferior opponent. In my experience, if I know somebody from a talent perspective is beneath me, if I beat them, I don't gain confidence. I gain confidence by beating somebody who is equal to me or better than me. Now, you on the football field work better than me. If I beat you in one-on-ones, pass, rush, or guarding you, I gain confidence. If I beat the practice squad kid who I know is going to get cut, there was a third-string running back in his college, Division II, I gain no confidence. Mm-hmm. How do you think, or do you think, Dak can gain confidence well, by beating a commander's team that just lost to a, to a Giants team? Mm-hmm. I, I gave you an example in boxing, right? In yeah. boxing, all, even all the greatest fighters. Floyd, Floyd Mayweather, yeah. one of the greatest of all time. When they first start out, they go against the, the, the weakest competitions. They build it up, right? And that's just because they don't want an easy win. They want to build their confidence. So now I'm beating the good dudes, the weak dudes. I beat everybody. I'm undefeated. Who can, t- who can stop me? You look at the Cowboys, right? They, put some, they beat some solid teams, beat some bad teams. Now we want to see them beat some good teams. But when you're, doing, when you're undefeated every other week or every week, week after week, week after week, you gain that confidence. No doubt. So if it's the Eagles you're playing or, or if it's the Commanders or the Panthers, you feel unbeatable, no matter who the opponent is. And I think that's just something that's building that armor of being super confident. Real quick, James, because you're co-signing, and I can hear you audibly co-signing, but I am hard-pressed to believe you played with Charles Woodson. I believe that Charles Woodson is a top-10 defender in the history of football. Cold, Maybe bro. not the NFL, but the history of football, collegiate and professionally. Top five. Put him, get, get. That's fair. I, will not, I promise you I will not argue that you won't see Wood. You gain as much confidence mm-hmm. by beating the undrafted free agent yeah. as beating Charles Woodson in one-on-ones. Yeah. Yes. Oh. And the reason why I say that is because oh. you came out of Texas, right? Yes, sir. When you came into the National Football League, did you have confidence that you could make this team? No did doubt. you have confidence that you could guard of anybody? Course. Why? Because the teams you beat up on in Texas, yeah. the players you, Good right? Point. And you, you ain't did nothing in the pros yet, but your confidence came from you beating Oklahoma or you beating Baylor or whoever these teams were, whether they good or not. Your confidence of you getting drafted and coming into the National Football League stem from what you have done in college and you ain't done nothing in the league. Shady came from Pitt. I'm sure when he got to Philadelphia, he like, these dudes can't tackle me. It ain't because he's been going up against these NFL dudes. He built that confidence from college. So I don't care who's in front of you. You build confidence by whoever you beat. And one thing I will say about the Dallas Cowboys that was Shady said, even though these teams are weak, are so-called weak at what we think. No, they, 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 they dominate. It ain't they winning by three. They are beating these boys they down. Are. So that's confidence for the team and for the players that we like that. Joy, here's where I struggle. All, all, all of that sounds great. It sounds so good, but it all evaporates the moment the Cowboys play a good team. Remember what the Cowboys did the first two weeks of the season. Y'all remember that, right? Yeah. 40 to nothing versus the New York Giants. Historical performance. We have not seen an opening game blowout of that magnitude at the opponent's house, I believe, since the turn of the century. Then you go and you beat the Jets 30 to 10. 70 to 10 they had won combined the first two games. That didn't matter because yeah. they ended up losing to the Cardinals. Say the Cardinals was a fluke. A lot of offensive linemen were out. I won't even judge that. It didn't matter because when they saw the Niners, they got bombed on. Yeah. So <laughs> where I struggle, Joy, and help me with this is I do not think a 30-10 to 10 win over the Panthers, a 50-0 to 0 win over the Commanders, a 43-20 to 20 win over the Rams has any bearings on the Cowboys games when they play legitimized opponents because they did all that, got blown out by the Niners, did all that, still lost to the Eagles, did all that, caught it. Like, they do all of these great things, but it, the confidence amounts to nothing from what I see. Well, I don't think that they're losing to these better teams because they're not confident. Then why are they losing? 
because they're they're not they're not matching up to the competition. Uh, th- these are all confident men, and uh, and on top of that, where where uh, like I like the comparisons of Texas and all and you know all these things. Everyone on the other side of the ball is a professional, is a one percenter. They're beating them is not beating uh, some Panera Bread state. That everyone on the other side of the ball gets paid to be there. They're professionals. They have years of experience. They are trained by professionals. They're coached by professionals. They're the best of the best. So even if they're not the best of the very best in the league at the moment, they're still professionals. It, 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 you know, there's no such thing as a bad win in the NFL. It doesn't, it doesn't amount to anything. Is it going to give you the same confidence that if you blew out a team 40 nothing that was the, leading the NFC? No, but to say that there's nothing to gain from beating these teams. By the way, you have to beat these teams to get into the postseason, which is their goal. So if they're dropping these games, it certainly would matter. So why would it not matter that you're not only beating these opponents, but you are, to, to, to our point, blowing them out, which is hard to do in the NFL. A blowout in the NFL is really a touchdown. <clears throat> like, most of these games are decided by a few points. So to, to be beating these opponents the way that they are has to amount to something. If it doesn't amount during the regular season, it's helping them get to the postseason. If they lose to every good team during the regular season but go to the NFC Championship game, what difference does it matter that they, got, that they lost during the regular season? That's not their goal. They are not looking for a regular season championship. They're looking to go to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. So win the games that you're supposed to win, win enough games to get to the postseason so that you can participate <clears> in the dance, and that's what the Cowboys' goal is. So to say that they gain nothing from it or they don't gain any confidence from it, do your job, and they're, doing, they're not just doing their job. They're like really, really doing their job against opponents that, no, we don't think are very good, but they've won games as well. There's, there's, they've also beat other opponents. So I, I, don't, I just don't think and, that that has they, no and they, make, and they didn't make the schedule. So that's one thing right. I do give them credit for is because, like, you know, a lot of the, the, the conversation is more on, well, who they beating? They ain't beat nobody good. Now, my thing is the, the, the bad teams that they, they are playing, they whooping them. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what you're supposed to do. But it doesn't. Here's my issue, Shady. And my issue is it doesn't translate. It's my issue. Sometimes you see it translate, sometimes it doesn't. I'm, I'm speaking now as an analyst, taking a step back. I'm not in the Cowboys locker room, so congrats if they win the game tomorrow. Happy for them. But it doesn't change objectively how I'll analyze the data. We saw the Minnesota Vikings last year, and we watched the Vikings, and we said, wait a second, they're 11-1, and but they have like a minus point differential. Mm-hmm. And then they hosted a playoff game. Shout out to the Vikings. I believe they hosted the Giants. Giants. Correct me if I'm wrong. Week one. And they lost to a 9-7 and seven Giants team. Yeah. So objectively, all of us as analysts can look and say, man, they didn't beat anybody. Now, I'm not going to chastise them because they didn't make the schedule. Mm-hmm. So beat who you're supposed to beat. But I can still look at the data and say, wait a second. When y'all played good teams, Cowboys, mm-hmm. y'all lost. When y'all played bad teams, y'all smoked them. <laughs> My hope in life is if you smoke somebody bad, it translates to when but you play somebody did you, good. you feel, because we all felt the same way about the Vikings last year, <clears throat> you feel that this Dallas Cowboys team is like the Vikings were last year? I don't, but I have that concern, and I can't ignore that concern. I feel the same way, by the way, about the Cowboys as I currently feel about the Dolphins. Dolphins yeah. I have the concern, and I refuse to, as an analyst, ignore the concern, because at the end of the day, the Dolphins beat the brakes off the Broncos, yeah. and the Dolphins beat the Chargers, and the Dolphins beat the Raiders, and I think the Dolphins beat the Giants, and I think the Dolphins may have beaten the Panthers, mm-hmm. but when the Dolphins saw the Chiefs right. in Germany, they lost. When the Dolphins saw the Eagles <clears throat> in Philly, they lost. When the Dolphins saw the Bills, they lost. When the Cowboys saw the Niners, they lost. When the Cowboys saw the Eagles, they lost. So I can't ignore the fact that you haven't beaten a good team. It matters. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could, for every team in the NFL, just always question marks, right? And one of the question marks for the Dallas Cowboys is, can you beat the top teams? One of the question marks for Cowboys, Dak Prescott, can you ball out the same way you go against the, 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 the Giants and the Panthers? Can you ball out against the Niners like that? Because we haven't seen it yet. So every, every team has question marks that they need to answer. Even Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, we win over and over again, and they're still question marks. Mm-hmm. So I don't really mind that issue that you have. I don't mind that issue because it, it, that's why you play the game, to prove it. Question mark we have by the Cowboys? Well, we going to find out. Yeah. And I think that's the main thing. I mean, you got these questions because this season, they have not done that. When they had the two opportunities to play really good teams, they did not win, right? So you're saying forget all them dominating wins and all that type of stuff, which is good. When you play the Niners and you play the Eagles, you did not win. Now, when they played the Niners, they played extremely bad. Mm-hmm. At least when they played the Philadelphia they Eagles, they played a whole yeah. lot yeah. much better. You know what I'm saying? Dak Prescott played better, right? One possession game, go down there, score, could go either way, right? Defense for Philadelphia made, made, made a play. But at the end of the day, would you be surprised if the Dallas Cowboys played the Eagles in Dallas and beat them? No, but it would matter to me. 
Right? You feel me? It, it, it would matter, matter but you would not be surprised because yeah. this team is built the right way. Well, this team has everything that they, that they need to go chase a championship. They split last year. They're divisional opponents. Dak Prescott has a great record against Eagles. NFC East opponents. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I hear what you're saying. My questions are, are probably the same. I just can't say that none of these games matter. Like, and none of them attribute to any kind of confidence within the locker room or as individuals. Like, let, you still have to go out there and play and win this game. Let me then speak to, the road, so. let me then speak to the analysts, y'all. Now I'm no longer speaking mm-hmm. to the former athletes, y'all, of, at, at different levels in different sports. Now let me talk to the analysts. Game, game winner? You're not no talking to no more? No, no, okay. no. Right. Now I'm talking to analysts, y'all. Would you feel differently, Joy, starting with you, about the Cowboys this year had they beaten the Niners and beaten the Eagles? Would you feel differently right now? And no. they were sitting like eight and Same one loss? Same record. Different at what? Same record. Cowboys would have beaten the Niners. But they dropped the one of these other games. And they dropped one of these other games. And, like the, and lost, lost to the Cardinals and the Commanders. Lost to the Chargers. Lost to the Chargers, lost to the Rams. Would you feel differently if they would have beaten the Niners? I'm taking the that. Yeah, they're losing the little teams. Beat the big boys. I'm, you'd feel differently about yeah, it. Yeah. I'm taking it, but in my it. mind, I would <clears> feel like they're an inconsistent football team. Sure. You know what I mean? That's like, cool. like you're going to play them teams in the playoffs. You, but, but, but still, though, like, I don't get confidence. Like, okay, you found a way to win those two games against those good opponents, then you dropped it to these sorry teams. Like, I don't got confidence that you're going to go into the playoffs on, and beat really, really good teams. Michael, Michael Parsons lines up against Lane Johnson and, and, beats and he beats him. It's like, it's like okay, compared to, I don't even know the tackles for the Cardinals. And, and like, gets blocked and don't have a sack? What we talk? What we talking I mean, about? I, you asked me from an analyst, and all my years, I want to, I, I want to, play against the big dogs and have a big game against the big dogs. I, I mean, sure, if I play against the smaller teams and, and I want to win, okay. right? But I want my, my performance, I have to pick the two, yeah. I want against the big, the big teams and big dogs. Yeah. That's what I want to do. So I want to so, go against dudes like uh, my mom at the Patrick time. Patrick Willis. Patrick Willis, yeah, yeah. Luke Keekley. I want to go against Keekley. that. Amen. I don't want to go against some other guys. So, so you sit, I, don't, I don't even talk to the other guys. So, so you sitting here telling me. I'm telling you that. You I'm meet you that. Patrick Willis in the hole. Ooh. And you wop wop give him crazy. I've been there. I did that. I'm just yeah. saying. And okay. you give him crazy work. Ah. And then these back to back. The other two weeks later, back to back weeks, you see some no name linebacker and, he, and, he, and, he, and he scoop you up in the hole and you don't make any miss. That's I mean, confidence. You know why? Because I know who I am. <laughs> I give you an example. I, I forget the safety of that game that, that you showed on um, um, Thanksgiving game. I, I played, played it. Yeah, it was um, Heath. Jeff Heath was white, it? white dude. Jeff Heath. He tackled me before, right? Open field. And, and you know what? Was the sideline? Dude stays the running back coach. We laughed about it. How this dude get me like, what number? Number 38, I didn't even know his name. 38 was his, his number. Yeah, Heath, yeah. Now, let, let somebody like, I don't know, Ed Reed or um, Charles Woodson. Yes. Yeah. I remember playing, my first time playing, I was so excited. I'm going to get Charles Woodson. I'm going to give him my best effort. Mm-hmm. Right? He might got me. I got him too. But it, it, was, it was a battle. But compared to number 38 for the Cowboys, I was like, okay, he got me. Cool. It won't ever happen again. This, I don't, like, I don't like, know if you find confidence in that. To me, to me, there isn't much difference between the Cowboys of last year and the Cowboys of this year. Agreed. She's so, on this. So Agreed. what I'm saying is... We're on to something, Joey Taylor. All, could there be? It, there could be. The Cowboys of last year, remember, Joy, what we did on this very same show, Sans James Jones. What we did after the Cowboys beat the Vikings, and they beat the brakes off the Vikings. Finally, we said, Cowboys have beaten a really good team. <coughs> they beat the brakes off the Vikings. Tony Pollard caught that wheel route 60 yards to the house. Dak Prescott, boom, boom, boom. But we like, our oh, Vikings aren't that good. Right. But the Cowboys beat the Eagles. You mentioned it. But the Eagles didn't have Jalen Hurts right. when it happened. So the Cowboys didn't have a convincing win, let alone two of them. Their most convincing win last year was against the Vikings. But this year, the Cowboys have had two opportunities, no convincing wins. I agree with you. I'm just wishing we did feel differently about the Cowboys. But I don't, the only thing that's going to make me feel differently about the Cowboys is what they do in the postseason. I know that's not good for today's show, but that's just where I'm at with them. They are talented, top to bottom. They have a Super Bowl winning coach. They have a great defensive coordinator. They might have the defensive player of the year. They have an MVP conversation quarterback they've got an all pro wide receiver like they have talents everywhere they are a great team they are going to go to the postseason if they continue to play the way that they're playing the only question i have about the cowboys and nothing they're due during the regular season will change this Dak could play the Dak could have Dak could literally be run up for mvp do it in the postseason. But let me say this. The reason I am confident in the Niners, and we will get to them in, in literally three minutes, 30 seconds after the commercial break. The reason I'm confident in the Niners, they saw the Cowboys beat the brakes off the Cowboys in the regular season. And they also did it in the postseason. reason I'm confident in the Niners, they saw the Jags, playoff team, beat the brakes off the Jags. And the Jags are going to be up more in the playoffs. 
That's why I'm confident in the Niners. Uh, it has nothing confident. to do with the fact that they've been to the NFC Championship game multiple times. They have. Okay. But the reason I was confident they would go again last year is because what they were doing in the regular season. They saw the Bucs. I knew the Bucs were going to make it to the playoffs, so you might have to see the Bucs week one. Bucs aren't a great team, but I knew the Bucs were going to make it. <clears throat> Brock Purdy goes in, slaps the Bucs around. Gives me confidence. Reason I wasn't confident in the Vikings last year, because they were barely winning. They got to the playoffs, they didn't win. James, final word, because this is where my point of tension is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm confused on this topic because... We all had zero confidence in the Niners when they was on that three-game losing streak. Mm -hmm. They weren't losing to dominant teams. Right. Yeah, just the Bengals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you lost all that confidence in the Niners. Okay, maybe Shady didn't yeah. for one segment. Yeah. All right? <laughs> but, but we lost the confidence in them. But so we can tell you why. Remember, we could tell you exactly but why. But, but, but you still, you're losing to, to weaker teams, but we though. Can tell, to Shady's point, though, I, if, James, if I show how... If I come on set... To Shady's point, yeah, real yeah. quick, if I come on set and I have a terrible show, but Joy's like, yeah, James, Acho's dog died, died last night. Obviously, proverbially speaking, I don't have a dog. You'd have a reason. So then, the next day, oh, well, he had a bad show because he had a tragedy occur last Ooh. night. So there's a reason. The reason the, I don't mind the Niners losing them games is Trent was out, Debo was out. There was a reason. No, it would be like so if like, you had a bad show because I wasn't here. <laughs> That's what I mean. There's, there's, there's a reason. Like, damn, Osho can't get through a read. Like, oh, like Joy got to be here or but, we not getting the show but done. The second That's what it's but like. But the second you're back, if the, everything's Gucci, then I have no fear. Right. So that's why I'm like, the, the, where I stand with the Cowboys, they have no excuse to have not beaten the Eagles outside of they're just not as good. I'm not arguing that they should, like, it wouldn't be better if they hadn't beaten good teams. All I'm saying is it's not nothing to beat the teams that are on your schedule, and you're not just beating them, you're blowing them out, and none of them are Panera Bread University. They're all professional teams with professional players who prepare professionally and have years of experience, and, like, that does matter. And if they lose to those teams, hmm. we're going to be up here dragging them for losing. I, no I, I want to do that. <laughs> Not during the holidays. <laughs> uh, well, on top of the game with the Cowboys tomorrow, the Niners play the Seahawks. Again, I would suggest the Niners have two of the five most impressive wins this season. Can the Niners prove tomorrow they are on the same level as the best team in football? I think they've already done so. Come back to hear why. That's next on Speak. Don't forget, check us out every day, Fox Sports Channel. Family, we are in second and short. The Niners on the road tomorrow against the NFC West rivals, Seattle Seahawks, led by Geno Smith. But he's listed as questionable, along with running back Kenneth Walker listed as doubtful. Now the Niners lost Hufunga, their all-pro safety, to an ACL injury last week. But they're currently looking up both at the Lions and looking up at the Eagles in the standings. Niners, remember, they got three losses. When Trent Williams and Debo Samuels went out, they couldn't find a way to get a W in the, the win column. Shady, here's my thought. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to offend you. I am going to preface with that. The Niners have proven to me that they are as good as the Eagles. Mm. Oh, wow. I am wondering if they can this year. Oh. I am wondering if tomorrow they can prove that to you. Here is why they have proven it to me. <laughs> and the Niners' two most impressive wins this year. 34 to 3 versus the Jags and a lot to a little versus the Cowboys. The point differential was 63 points. And just those two wins. And the Eagles' nine wins this season, that point differential is 67 points. <clears throat> nine wins plus 67. Two wins. Two wins plus 63. Are the Eagles more consistent than the Niners? Absolutely. I would never argue that. That is ignorant. But the Niners, when they are at their best and when they are healthy, I believe, are just as good as the Eagles when they are at their best. The game of football is not always about who's the most consistent. The game of football is about when you're at your best, who's better. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, 2020 NFC, AFC Championship game. Yo, we both are the best. Who's going to be better? Can you score with 13 seconds left? Shady, the Niners have already proven to me they're as good as the Eagles. Can they prove that to you versus the Seahawks tomorrow? What are we talking about right now? <laughs> what, we, the question is, is the Niners on the same level as the Eagles? Can they prove they're as good? They prove? What are we talking? No. Mm. They don't play the Eagles tomorrow, right? They not, play the Seahawks. Yeah. They, play, they play the Seahawks with uh, Geno Smith at quarterback? Yes, sir. <laughs> Listen, brother, no shade to him, but he is not Jalen Hurts. He's he not. is not the Eagles, right? And, and Pete Carroll, I love Pete Carroll. He is not Nick Sirianni. He is not that. We, we the birds, baby, for example. We beat bad teams, right? We beat good teams. Wherever you put us, guys, we're going to beat them. It's the, reason why we, it's the reason why we have the best record in football right now. We beat the Dolphins. The Dolphins smoked the team. They put 70 points up. Everybody was talking about them. 
everybody like everybody's desk. Yep. Oh, it's the best team in football. Remember y'all was saying that? Yes, sir. Okay. The Cowboys, they smoked teams. The, 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 they smoked the, the Giants. Of course they smoked. Y'all was loving up on them down. Kissing them up and down. Who was that? The Jets. Yes. They played us. We smoked them. The Chiefs. The defending champs. Andy Reid off the bye week Chiefs I'm talking about. At home. Listen, when I play with Andy Reid, when we have a bye week, we knew we going to win. Mm-hmm. I'm partying. I know we going to win this game. Because that's what his record says. And you got Patrick Mahomes? Mm-hmm. You can't lose. And you at home? Do y'all know how hard it is? Joy, tell me tell you something for a second. Mm-hmm. Arrowhead gets so loud. Yes, like, so loud, like, like, like your vision starts shaking. Yes, it does. We beat them there. Mm-hmm. So for you to have the disrespect, mm. and I'm talking to you, Amelia <laughs> Otto, because you put this question in there. Right? <laughs> Just three weeks ago, any, any, my mo, all three of y'all was just telling me how bad the Brock Purdy is, this, that, and third. Now we ask them, if they're, if they're the same level as the Eagles? Mm-hmm. Sounds crazy. Mm. So I'm going to say simply, <laughs> no, they're not. And we say them in two weeks. Frank Gore, mm. Can I get my onesie? Take his one, my, please. One of my best friends, Frank Gore. We got a bet on the, on the table now. Don't back up. I'm going to be in the owner box with Jeffrey Lord. <laughs> Money's still on the line. Um, I'm not great at math, mm-hmm. but they're eight and three. And, right? Niners, eight Niners. and three? Niners. I don't know if they got eight of them. Seven, 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 seven and three. Seven, yeah, seven and three. Eight Damn, eight I'm being generous. Yeah. Seven and three. Get to the better math. And the Eagles, Eagles are nine and one. Nine I don't eight. know what they got. I know they got one loss. Yeah. Do, <laughs> do losing losses count? True, they do. The, the, the losses count the same. Like, uh, in the column, they're not like, but Trent Williams wasn't there. Yeah. Oh, it's never that. No, it's never that. No, it's never at their, that. At their best, who is better, Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy? Don't think too hard. The answer is Jalen Hurts. Yeah, don't think too hard. Don't think, don't think too hard. <laughs> no, uh, no, please say it. Jaylen. Let's pick your mind. I'm yeah. sorry. It's I thought, yeah, you were a little quiet. <laughs> I don't want to. Any season. Anywhere, anytime, anything, any season. I think Brock Purdy would play just as good Tracy, as Tracy. No, 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 hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> One more time. At their best mm-hmm. this season, I'm done. Brock Purdy I'm would done. play as good as Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. I'm yeah. done, bro. We have. We've seen it. All right, well, I'm not finished, but Go ahead. I, I just wanted to make sure that we, we, we okay, well, I disagree Fair. respectfully. I think the all pro MVP runner up who played in the Super Bowl last year is better than Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy is, is, is great. When Trent Williams is there. If he's not, he has no shot of even looking like he knows how to play football. Mm-hmm. And that we saw that because they lost three games in a row and couldn't do anything. You say he don't look like he knows how to play football. Yeah, we were about to fire the defensive coordinator. Any, mini, mini, mo. Every, we did a whole thing. We had a, we had a whole uh, a spreadsheet. That far. We had a spreadsheet. All right? We were about he to fire sweet. the defensive yeah, coordinator. He had to go. Like, <laughs> there was a whole, it was a meltdown. No. Like, here's the thing. How, how does a team who loses more games than the other team get only because of his injury, then get catapulted over a team that, that won more games and also has been healthy. Like, how do, you get, how do you get knocked off for winning more games and being healthier? I'm not knocking them off. I, I, You're I don't saying be that facetious. they're better. I, what I'm saying is this. I, I don't have to look at a record to say who's better, who's not. True. I believe the Cowboys are better than the Lions. The Lions have a better record. Yeah. I believe the Chiefs are better than the Ravens. The Ravens have a better record. So I don't just look at a record to tell me what team is better or not. I look at what I see when both teams are on the field playing at their best. Mm-hmm. The when Eagles are the, the only team on the in the team NFL with a, their... with a perfect record against winning teams. When I see the Niners does on that, the does field, that count? Does that it absolutely count. I'm, again, I'm not detracting from the Eagles. I am not saying that the Eagles are bad. What but, all but, I'm but saying this is my question, though. I watched you say how you had some small concerns about the Eagles, right? Jalen Hurts, the way he's yes, playing, sir. some of the defense, right? But you still give it an like, man, this team is still good. There's still find ways to win. Then I watch you say about the Niners how you have so many big concerns, right? And they were losing these games, and now they win. Hold up, they win two games, right? And now you loving them again. You talked about the you, you talked about the D corner how he was doing a terrible job, and, yeah. it, and it was a and not a 49ers issue. It was the defense coordinator's issue. Looks, yeah. Now he he had a good game. And you praised him again. Here's why. Because my concerns are contingent upon something. And when that contingency no longer exists, I'm no longer concerned. If I'm like, okay. man, I love I Philadelphia you. when the weather's nice. Okay. When the weather's nice, I love Philly. When it snows, I hate it. Let so my love this. is contingent oh, 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 upon something. I'm sorry. I'll, so, I'll let you go. But I'm saying, like, see, they, like. So, like, if Trent is there, yeah, I love him. You can, but see, when you talk like that, you can never be wrong. If you're doing how you're saying, you can never be wrong. No, that's so I, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that model for now on. Because we all going to be right. Let's drink. If, 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 
if this team don't play well, oh, they're not that good. No, I'm not saying they play good. They're really good. I'm not saying if they don't play well. What I'm saying is this: if all of the, if the Cowboys roster is fully healthy mm-hmm. and the Niners roster is fully healthy, the Niners still beat the brakes off the Cowboys. The Cowboys do not have the same contingency that I'm giving the Niners. Mm-hmm. So I can be wrong there. I am not saying that about everybody. I believe that the boy. Niners are different. Yeah. I believe they have proven they are. I'm different. done with him, James. Let me say this. Let me say this. Let me get in on this. Please uh, get in here. <laughs> let me bring us all Save back. Save us, James. Let me bring us all back. One thing that I have learned in this league, right, because I played in this league for a long time, played on some successful teams, right? And we can get caught up in the, yeah, we played them, beat them by more than the Eagles. Yep, we played them, beat them by more than the Eagles. Yep, we played them, beat them by more than the Niners. None of that matters until you step on this field and play each other, which they are. So the Niners, no. And I'm going to say you're not even close right now because the Eagles is the best team in in football. They might be close. Who knows? But right now you're not close. The Eagles is the best team in football, and you have an opportunity. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And you have an opportunity to go play them. We were 7-0 playing the Denver Broncos. They were 7-0. And we are looking at the same thing, going over the same stuff. Yep, we put, we put up 40 on that team. They only put up 21. Yep, defense game. We, we going on all that. And we got on the field together, and we got slapped by the Denver Broncos. Smoked? Smoked. Ooh. Right? Monday night football, we got slapped Ooh. head to head. We are going to find out how good the Niners are or if they're on the Eagles level in, is it next week? Is it two weeks? I don't know when it is. Next week, how good this football team is. They're going to be healthy. The Eagles are going to be healthy. And we are going to find out. I think it's going to be a really good football game. These are two, the, the two best teams in the NFC. We're going to find out. Here's my issue. Week though. 13 you're, on Fox. You're being hyperbolic. I want the real. You said the Niners aren't even close. I can't do anything with that. That's not even a legitimized statement. <laughs> so I, I, I'm trying to have a legitimate conversation. To say the Niners are not close to the Eagles, it's not, you're not even being real well, when you say when, that. That's, when, that's when not I, even when, fair. When I say not close, I've seen this Niners team lose three games in a row. And we can go to any team we want in the National Football League and talk about injuries. We can Right At the end of the day, you have to find ways to win. When I watch the Philadelphia Eagles... All they have shown me this season, and I'm only going off of this season, is they are going to find a way to win. I don't care if it's games we think they should blow teams out. I don't care if it's games that we think should be close. They are finding ways to win games. The Niners are not. Here's my thought, though. Here's my thought. I don't hold the the Chiefs' loss to the Lions week one without Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. I don't hold that against them in my perception of analysis of the Chiefs because they were without Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. So I'm like, oh, when I assess the fact that, man, the Chiefs lost to the Lions, I would be like, yeah, but they were without Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. Nuance. Go ahead. That was one game. If they lost three games without Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey, would you be concerned at all? Not if they won the other seven with Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. Because that tells me, well, without Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey, they can't win. Shady and I have talked about it. The only game the Eagles lost, it's not coincidence, the only game they lost, Lane Johnson got hurt in the middle of the game. That's the only one he lost. It's not coincidence. Jalen Hurts has won 14 of his last 15 games. If this is, not if this is the case, we should really start giving the MVP to offensive line. But not only that, but not Within only that. Within locker though. rooms, I think people no, understand no, that. Like valuable. in real life. But because not, in real life, you're that. saying that they're not capable of winning these games without these particular players on the field. They lost three games in a row because Trent Williams wasn't there. Yes. Okay. But not only that, though. Through the losing streak... We weren't blaming nobody on the offense. That's what me and Joy was up here fighting for. Why are they Shanahan? Why are they Purdy? We weren't blaming them. We were blaming a healthy defense, correct? Mm-hmm. And that defense have always been healthy, and we were killing Steve Wilkes. And they lost three games in a row. So that's what I'm saying. The Niners this season, yes, when they are healthy, they are really good. But they have not shown consistently like the Eagles have shown they are consistent, whether the game close, whether the game blown out, whatever, finding ways to win, right? Nobody was missing on the defense. No. Right? This defense was healthy, and they still were losing games. Shady always fights to say this team is built on the defense. Right. Right? So my thing is when I say that, that's why I say they're not on the Eagles level because you lost three games in a row, and everybody was healthy on your defense. And you said that on any given day, Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts, hey, they could play the same. He was still there. Mm. So, I mean. And you FaceTime Howie (laughs) Rose and Nick Seriano with me, and you did that. What I do? I think, I think if they watch this, they'd be like, oh, that's a fair assessment. No, it ain't fair. fair and then if we want to get technical, because I hate to get technical. Yeah, technical. But last year, they did, they did play. They did play. <laughs> I mean, they did see them. You know, two bullies in the backyard. It's only one ball. Who balling with that ball? <laughs> the game was over in the first quarter. Mm. 
Oh, we just didn't beat him. Oh, we didn't beat him. It was, over, beat, it was over. It was not over in the first quarter. It was over the first quarter. It was, it was over in the, the second to last possession of the second quarter. Joy got so bad. It was not over in the first quarter. It was over when Josh Johnson fumbled in the second to last possession of the second quarter. Being the super confident Niners, beat them, right? We just want to beat them. No, that wasn't good enough for us. We beat them and then we beat their quarterbacks up. You gonna get out the club. You got Tim's on, you too, you get out the club. Stop, stop rewriting history. I'm just saying, I'm Joy, just saying. Joy, really quick, I know who he's going with, but when they do play, who you taking? Niners, Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to Eagles. Bro, are you serious? I know where you going. I know, I'm, I we know beat them so going. bad, we beat them out of quarterbacks. <laughs> they had no more quarterbacks. They had my dog McCaffrey in there. Like, yeah. come on. I'm still waiting. Are we serious? Slide the slide, man. You know what? I'm going to calm down. When we return, it's really the most interesting conversation of the day. The hottest team in football is the Denver Broncos? Am I reading that right? Yeah, no. The Broncos have won four straight, now sitting at five and five. Does all of the sports world owe Russell Wilson an apology for his really marvelous performances statistically thus far? Next on Speed. Do you owe the Eagles apology? <laughs> <laughs> Family, we are in third and long. And Russell Wilson, like you see right there, he knows how to convert those. Right now, this season, he has been playing at a high level. 19-4 touchdown interception ratio, best in the National Football League. Four game win streak, including two touchdown game-winning drives the last two games. Joy Taylor, America, the sports world, all of us, you included. Yes, you, at home, watching this show, were hard on Russell Wilson. Y'all were very uh, vexed of his play and by his play. Do we owe Russ an apology? Y'all? Y'all. All of us. Oh, okay. All, okay. All, all of us. All of us. All of us. Yeah, all of us. All of us. Do we owe Russ an apology? <laughs> Hell no. No, no, no. Hell to the no. No, 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 no. No. No, no, no. I, I'm old enough to remember when they got 70 hung on them. Oh, mm, I'm old enough. Yes. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting up there. But seven, it wasn't that long ago. I'm right with you, but we remember. 70, remember that? Mm -hmm. remember, do you remember last year when they won five games and he only won four of yeah, them? I remember all of them. Remember how he was playing last year? Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Remember, do you remember when they paid, they traded all them players and all them picks and it was like $260 yeah. million, dollars, whatever, all that happened. Mm -hmm. you remember when they started 0-3 this season yes, and then they were 1-5? Yeah, I remember all of that. So, that happens. It's not wrong to watch a game, assess what's happening, mm -hmm. see whose fault it is, who's contributing to it, and then talk about what's happening. That's what we do for a living. So, no. Russ was terrible last year. Ooh. Uh, we, I mean, was he not? He was terrible. Yes, he was. Okay. I mean, he was terrible last year. He He's been better this year, and they seem to, as a team, have turned the corner. But <clears throat> all of that still happened. They're still... A 500 football team. They still might not make the playoffs. Now, I love what's happening. I'm happy that Russ is playing better. I'm happy that the Broncos are winning. I don't want teams to be bad. It's not good for us when teams are terrible. It's not good for us when Hall of Fame coaches are struggling. It's not good for us when future Hall of Fame quarterbacks are not in, in competition throughout the season. None of that is good. No one's rooting for that. But I can't just unsee everything I saw, and I can't just forget what happened last year. So it's, it's as if saying, like, we were supposed to just sit here and say that he was playing well when he wasn't. The only reason one could say we owe him an apology is, did we blame the wrong guy? I go downstairs and my wallet's missing. I'm like, hey, Shady, I knew you was in my dressing room, bro. <laughs> Run me my money. Oh, I knew you was in my dressing room. Run me my money. And then I find out that somebody else stole it. Mm. I blame the wrong guy. Mm. I got to go to Shady and be like, hey, my bad, big dog. Yeah. I, I, I thought get, it was you. Did I get that money? I thought it was you. No, because oh, it's still mine. Okay. I thought it was you. I seen you in the dressing room. I seen you was in the safe, but that's on me. It wasn't actually you. Yeah. We saw Russ on the field. Yep. We seen you in the Broncos uniform, but it wasn't actually him. That would be the only reason to say maybe, James Jones, mm. we do owe Russ an apology. It's not to say that the money wasn't stolen. Yep. It's not to say the Broncos didn't suck. It's just to say maybe, who, maybe we got the wrong guy. Who was the culprit? Hackett. Because the Jets look even worse. Zach Wilson took a step back, and Russ was that bad. Hackett owes Russell Wilson what did, an apology. What did Hackett have to do with the Dolphins hanging 70 points on the, on the Broncos? But what do the Dolphins hanging 70 points on the Broncos have to do with Russell Wilson's 20 and no interceptions that but, game? But correct me if I'm wrong, though. I think we all stood up here when we had the topic of <clears throat> who's to blame. None of us chose Russ. A lot of us said it's on the coaching, the defensive mm -hmm. coordinator, and, 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 and on Coach Fox. Right? We didn't say it was Russ. We said Russ is playing solid. He wasn't winning games for the team, but he was playing solid. We, did, we, we didn't put all the blame on Russ. Um, when I first heard this topic, 
In my head, I'm like, yeah, I said 0% in Russ. I'm like, yeah, I owe Russ an apology. But then listening to Sis talk, hell no. <laughs> you know, and the reason why is because last year we seen him put back to 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 back bad games on film. Started off this season, we seen this team, even though we didn't blame it all on Russ, we seen this team put up back-to-back-to-back bad performances. I mean, you're talking about 70. You're talking about a defense that was giving up 200 and some yards a game. So, no, we do not owe Russ an apology. I believe Russ earned everything that we were up here talking about. Russ earned that by the way he was playing. Now, Russ is earning us being up here saying, you know what, Russ is playing better. Russ is looking like the Russ of old, the topics that we've been having. These last two games, ball in his hands, he goes down there and wins football games. That's the Russ we are used to seeing. Is Russ getting back to himself? Sure. But do we owe Russ an apology? No, because Russ was playing really, really bad football. If I was playing really, really bad football, dropping the ball here, dropping the ball there, dropping the ball there, I wouldn't even expect an apology from you. I told I was playing bad. But what if we were wrong? About the you weren't the wrong with that. You weren't wrong when I was dropping them. No, but drops are obvious, right? Drops are obvious. This is this on you, Shady. My thought process is: you went to the Bills, and I think if I'm not wrong, you struggled your first year statistically. I, I, oh, injury, Whoa. injury, yeah, and then the Bills' offensive line wasn't great. Yeah, but struggling is like that's a that's for you. You struggled for you. I was, you had, injured. I was injured. Okay, statistically, I said you struggled statistically for you. You had 890 yards your first year in Buffalo. You had yeah. 13 your last year in Philly. 1600 your year. That hammy got bad, Acho. No doubt. The so next, the next year, the so next... statistically, you struggled. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't we like if you go somewhere and you struggle? But it ain't you. You was hurt. It ain't you. Was the old line? Like. If yeah. I start chastising you, I feel as though I would owe you an apology. Yeah, I just think, I mean, me and Russ is different because his first year was real, real bad. Mine's injured. But anyway, I get, I get the question. I get the question. I'm going to say this. Last year when he was playing awful, I, I didn't really bash Rush. Right? I, I had to be honest about how he was playing. But I thought a lot of that was just the, the, the new team, right, new environment, new play calling, coming from, being somewhere for so many years, 10 years to be exact. Yeah. Going, being somewhere for 10 years, going to another team, it's hard to do. Brady's the best player I've ever seen in football. And, and we won a championship with the Bucs, but that took some time, right? He was uncomfortable a little bit being from somewhere for 20-some years, going to a whole new offense. It was something different for him. And I remember watching Russ like, Russ can't be this good over there and be this bad over here. It has to be somebody else, right? And I thought it was just the, 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 the new place, and I thought that was uh, Nathaniel Hackett. But now when I watch this team, first of all, why I, I, I can't say that we own my apology because – I never bashed him for it, one. And the two is, I mean, they're five and five, right? They had a slow start. He's playing a little better. And I think the biggest point I want to make with, with this team right now from the turnaround is the defense. Yeah. Since this streak, they got the defense is number one defense in football. <clears throat> they're running fast to the ball, and they're hitting hard. And if you don't believe me, ask Kareem Jackson. Because he hits a lot of people, and he gets suspended every other time. So my thing is, they're just playing better as a, as a whole. Um, I can't say that all of that is because of Russ. I do think he has them, them Russ moments. Holding the ball a little longer, right? Making a play, keeping the play alive, finding somebody deep down there. He's doing, he's still doing that. He looks elusive again. Looks a little smaller, it's a little quicker. So he does look a lot better. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, they are still five and five. That's what they are. So to give my apology, I mean, what are, what are we apologizing for? I would say apologizing because this year he leads the league in touchdown interception ratio. It's not particularly close. Okay. Only has 19. Only has four interceptions on the year. Two. He yep. got his 19 touchdowns on the year. Right. And he's led two game-winning drives the last two games. As much as the defense has yeah. played well, and the defense has obviously played well, a lot better, Russell, yeah. Russell Wilson is making special plays to win games. Saying all that, right, all them great things he's doing and he's accomplishing, no team would want to take him, him over their quarterbacks right now. Because right now, you say he's – I mean, like, Mahomes, all them guys, right? They're not, even look, they're not even wasting their time to watch tape to take that quarterback over their quarterback. But not only, that, not only that, I don't think we owe a person an apology for playing bad, and then now they're playing good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we are talking about what we were witnessing with our own two eyes from last year and for the first three, four games this year, the way they started of how Russell Wilson was playing football. And now that he's playing good, that don't mean we need to apologize to him for playing good. If, if that was the case, we'll be apologizing to a lot of players. Like, don't we owe Sean Payton an apology then? The thing about Sean, though, he has to, he would have to own the seventy. Man, they five and five. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Like, five, so, so Russ, Russ gets once. Mm-hmm. Russ has absolutely nothing to do with the seventy. That was hundred percent on the defense, like hundred percent. Mm. I don't remember if they threw a pick six. Yeah, I don't remember if they threw a pick six or scored on teams, but that's seventy. 
Yeah, um, but now they're five and five, so like, and the defense is playing better. And they're like, my thing is this: we last year counts. It counts. Like that's that's part of what poured over into this year. It ain't like he just had a great year last year and we were just on his head this year because they started 0-3. Like that was a carryover from last year. And I think Nathaniel Hackett had a lot to do with last year. A lot to do with it. So does Sean Payton. That's why he said it. And now, now they're starting to turn things around, and you can see that part of that was Nathaniel Hackett. But he was still on the field. And, yeah, it's hard to go to a new place after a long time. Matthew Stafford did it. Yeah. Tom Brady did it. Which tells me even more so that it's Nathaniel Hackett. Okay, but Russ is on the field. I, like, I'm not going to erase what happened last year. I'm not. Like, Nathaniel Hackett was not a good coach for them. Russ was on the field. He is the player. Like, he was playing bad. It's not like everybody said his career was over. Some people did, but <clears throat> being hard on him was reasonable. He wasn't playing well. That's it. Like, he was not playing well. It wasn't just the team. Agreed. I'm not saying Russell was Do we need to well. pull up tape? Like, no, he not saying, was not playing I'm well. I'm not saying Russell's playing well. I'm saying there's often context to why somebody Yeah, I, I, yeah I but that. we can That's make excuses I'm... for a lot of stuff. We can make excuses okay. for a lot of stuff. We did. Brock Purdy wasn't playing well because Trent Williams and Debo Samuel wasn't there. Let me conclude. There's often context to it. I remember yeah. talking to a coach one time, a current head coach in the National Football League, and he said players get ruined by coaches much more than coaches get ruined by players. Mm. Yeah. If somebody wanted to come up here and say, man, Josh Allen's been struggling, Shady might say, yeah, Acho, but it's because he lost Brian Dable. Yeah. Because yeah. when Brian Dable was there, Josh Allen was an MVP runner-up to Aaron Rodgers. He, he did still have turnovers. But last game. game against Ken Dorsey, he, still, he looked a lot cleaner. Still threw that one pick before the half, but he looked a lot cleaner. If somebody wanted to say, hey, man, Odell Beckham lost it. He lost his juice back when he was in Cleveland. But then he went to the Rams and was about to win Super Bowl MVP in the same year that we thought he had lost his juice. Mm -hmm. So if somebody wanted to blame Baker, I'd be like, yeah, you're right. It was Baker's fault. Joy is right. Russ wasn't playing well. I'm just yeah, saying, not, to me, there's context. Yeah, you're both right. But I, I agree more with you, what you're saying, because as a coach, you're supposed to put me in a position to win, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. we see anything, Hackett, we, with other quarterbacks, and they're not winning. Zach Wilson, they don't look no better, right? And if you've been with this MVP for so many years with Aaron Rodgers, we thought you were just so great. Then we see you without him. It's like, man... Are you a good coach? So I do, I get what you're saying about, about Russ, and I, I feel like a lot of that had to do with me. Like, he can't be this good with these Seahawks and they come over here with this new team and be that bad. But I want to get back to the real reason why they're, they're, they're rolling right now. The defense is leading the league in turnovers. Mm -hmm. And I'll I, I be thinking about, like, when teams are not that good, if they play good defense and they get turnovers, they look so much better than what they really are. Because yep. now with, the, with, 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 with Russ, I don't have to drive the whole field to score it. Oh, we had a turnover? Oh, bet. 30 yards? Cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, we had field goal range already? Cool. Three points. So it's like it's not as much pressure to put points up when Russ – because it was a time where Russ had to put points up to win games, yeah. right? When Alicia Doom was over, he had to ball out. Now it's like, okay, let's just manage the game, make some plays, let the defense go out there and, and put us in great field position and get turnovers. That's the real reason why they're, yeah. they're really winning right now. But for me, we're not even talking about a couple games. We're talking about a year worth of bad play. Like, it's, it's a lot of people we could get past. Like, okay, we owe you your apology because we was killing you. You had a bad three-game stretch. You had a bad – like, Russ was bad for a whole yeah. year. Has Devontae Adams been good this year? He's been open. He's a great Sir, player. You know what I'm saying? Stats-wise, no. Russ is the quarterback. He's the one yeah, who's supposed different. to lead the team. He's the one that touches the ball the most. He's the one that gets paid the most. We're not going to erase what we saw last year. If you want to talk about the struggles from this year, the start of this year, and the adjustments that's been made, and I agree with Shady, a big part of this is what the defense has been able to do for them. As a whole, as a team, they are playing better, and Number Russ one. is playing better. Yes, but last year happened, and as bad as Nathaniel Hackett was, and he got up out of there because of it, Russ was playing the game. We're not going to – do we need to pull up tape? Like, it, yeah, it, it, it was can't, bad tape. It was bad tape. Right. I'm not erasing it. Yeah. I, I haven't once said we should okay, erase it. Okay, but if we're talking about an apology, it implies that he was hurt the whole year and we didn't know. Or that there was the worst offensive line in all of football and historically all of football and the coach was the worst. Like, you, we, we watched what we watched. We saw what we saw. So when you're talking about it wasn't Russ, so why now was, we're going into a whole thing like it was just a pass. Let like, none of that this. was Russ's fault. I would contextualize it and I would say – a, to me, no. But the, you can add that kind of contextualization to any, you any can. team. You can. Any team is infinite numbers the, of reasons. The, this offensive lineman was out two games. This running back was hurt. This coach was, got fired at the end of the season. You can make 
infinite excuses for why someone doesn't play well. They, they said Dak through Pritz because he had a bad phone. No that, doubt. That, but, like, you can... I'm saying that's what... <laughs> no, no. No doubt that's what they said. Oh, uh, no. No, I'm not looking to argue. So, really, really quick, really quick though, right? Because me and you, we be on Josh Allen about turnovers, mm-hmm. and I don't want to bring Josh into this. But if Josh came into next season and just stopped turning the football over, we owe him apology for all the, the previous years? No. That's, that, that's, here's, all, that's all here's, I'm saying. Here's, here's what I like about conversations when people are willing to listen and digest the information with the nuance of it. Josh Allen has had turnovers with Dayball. He's had turnovers with Dorsey. Mm-hmm. He may have turnovers with this OC. Yeah. In which case, it's like you are the fixed factor. Uh, people have come and gone. You to fix one. Russell Wilson was good in Seattle. Then he was bad with Hackett, and he is good once again. So to me, that leads me to believe it's got to have been Hackett. Hackett was bad with Russ. Hackett's been tear even worse with Zach. Right. Worse than Zach was. So all I'm saying is I don't think it was so, actually So you're Russ. not, not going to put the four games or whatever that happened this season when they were getting blasted? That's, that's all I'm saying. Like, now their defense is playing well, but the ball, the last they're playing, two... They're playing more than well. They are, but the last two games, as well as they are playing, who's, who, where's the football been? In Russ' hands Correct. to go win it. The, the, the first couple weeks, yes, he was but, playing but, better checking the football down, but it's not like he was winning games for his team. You get what so, I'm saying? Under, under coach, under five. Let me ask you this. Right, right now, right, do you think that Russell Wilson can still, like, carry the team? That he's still capable of doing that? No, but he never was. Yes. When Russ was winning games, right. he never was. Yeah, that's that's my yep. thought. They ran the ball and they yep. played defense, he's and right now he's they're doing better. the same thing. Coming up, Shady, it's time for you to put the team on your back. I don't know if Russ can carry a team, but I need you to. <laughs> Crazy work. Look at the moves, though. Uh, dang. Shady's going to highlight the best plays from around, really, the nation. Pros, college, all the best plays you may have missed. Time for Crazy Work. Shady's best plays of the week. Boy, Next. Boy, let me get up. That boy bad. Who's 25? That boy bad. This is called giving out crazy, crazy, crazy work. Can we see it? I can't wait. LaShawn McCoy! Put that sweet feet. Stop, excuse me. Ooh, look at the footwork. Oh my God. That's Ooh. called crazy work. Ooh. Oh, it's still good. Get off of me, little boy. Did you see the moves? Left, right, left, right. Ooh. This is God given. He can run around you, he can run through you. Do know you are not <laughs> catching that boy. It's a bad, bad man. Now that's crazy work. <laughs> Time for the most exciting segment in sports, 2-5, get to it. <laughs> Listen, it's crazy work. Today's the day on Wednesday. Listen, if you ball out, I'm going to give you a hoodie, crazy work hoodie from Speak for putting your thing down. But let's get to the winners. Oh, they're losers. Let's get to it right now, baby. I'm ready for Thanksgiving. I can't wait. Okay, we're going to Kareem Hunt, one of my favorite uh, running backs. Now, we know oh, he's known for his uh, power, but he's not known for that vertical. Uh, Show him the bird again. Wow. Uh, uh, over the dude. Uh, I see uh, a 16-yard game, and they got that dub. Uh, they put the ball in Kareem's hands, and they got it done. But guess what? No, 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 no. He did no. not win. We're going to Philadelphia. We're going to Arrowhead first. Uh, DeAndre Swift, this boy is bad. Give him the ball. Probably. If you can't find his feet, look at the yellow line. Yeah, if he can't not make you good. miss. Look at That's this good. boy. If we didn't have this kid, we would not be as good. We would not win this game. Oh, right. Whenever you need a big play, you give it to him. Oh, the moves. You see the vision, though. He sees it coming. Come here. Bang. Ooh. Listen, I say one thing, man. I hate to say this, but I got to say it. He reminds me of another dude that played Philadelphia. What's his with name? Number 25. What's his I won't name? say his name. But you know who it is. But guess what? My boy did not win. We're going to college for the uh, winner. Russell Muhammad. Show what you doing. Now, Musa Muhammad Sr. was a wide pro. Uh, and a hell of a player. But look at this. Look at this boy. Look at this baby boy. From oh, my hand. goodness. Listen, I can catch huh? the ball with one, one hand. hand. Left hand. Huh? Oh, Left I, hand need that. I need three fingers. Give me that. Uh, and then I'm going to hop over you. Uh, uh, I know that boy can boy dunk. I know that boy is good. Listen, uh. you got a lot of game from your daddy. Because <laughs> it's not your daddy's time today. It's your time. Uh. Where my thing at? Where my <laughs> Give me this right now. Listen, Musa Muhammad, I'll tell you what, bro. You a hell of a hell of a hell of a player. We would love to have you next year with the Philadelphia Eagles. Anyway, right now, in Texas AM, you might get a little cold in a cold tub for putting on that crazy, crazy work. So here you go, hoodie dog. I'm gonna give you size extra large for your dad, too, because I respect this game. Holla at your boy. Bring it to the desk, bring it to the desk, bring it to the desk, two five. I'm, I'm so, that was a hell of a play. You see that? Hell of a play. Man, that's a young boy right there. And then he dodged the hit. Give me this and then give me that. Yeah. It's like he wanna play football and basketball. <laughs> Boy, that boy good. Hey, I'm glad you brought up a college play because when we return, there is no bigger weekend in all of college than rivalry weekend this weekend. Ooh. The winner of the Ohio State-Michigan game will dictate who goes to the college football playoff more than likely. What in the
the world is going to happen to Florida State without their quarterback versus Florida? How about Alabama? Will they stumble against Auburn? Everything you need to know about the biggest matchups of the weekend when we return. This is huge. Huge, I tell you. Don't miss it. It's a big one. The second biggest weekend in all of college football is here, but it's the most passionate weekend in all of college football. Now, here's an interesting note I will suggest. For those that wanted to see an eight-team playoff, you will figuratively see one starting now. When you talk about the top eight teams, six of those teams have to play each other more than likely in the next two weeks. Now, first, take a look at the top eight teams. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Washington, that's the top four. If it were to stop right now, they would go to the playoffs. But just as important, Florida State, Oregon, Texas, Bama. Now digest the information I'm about to tell you because here is where it gets good. Assuming Georgia and Alabama both win, they're already currently locked to see each other in the SEC championship game. That's currently the number one team in Georgia versus the number eight team in Alabama. The winner of that game, you can likely assume, will head to the college football playoff. So you're literally seeing a playoff format start in the next week or so. Now outside of that, Washington and Oregon. Washington's already in. They're undefeated. Even if they lose to Washington State this weekend, they Gucci. It's fine by them. Oregon has their rival, Oregon State. Assuming, assuming Oregon wins that game, then you get to see Washington and Oregon. Number four versus number five. Once again, before we ever get to the college football playoffs, we get a playoff game. After that, Texas. They're sitting back right now. They got Texas Tech in Austin tomorrow on Friday. They handle business, they're in the Big 12 championship game, but they need some help. And speaking of needing help, see Florida State, their backup quarterback, he's going to need a lot of help. Jordan Travis, Heisman caliber campaign this season, lower leg injury, it was bad, prayers up for him. But right now they're on the outside looking in. Because of Jordan Travis's absence, they struggled early on last week, found a way to get the dub. But here's the most important game of them all. Ohio State, mm. Michigan. Ooh. Big noon kickoff, they gonna be there. Rob Stone, Mark Ingram, Coach Meyer, and the crew. This is what it all comes down to, but there will be one person who won't be there. Jim Harbaugh, head coach currently serving that three-game suspension. He could have appealed it, but after he started the appeal, he withdrew his appeal. Now you can try to figure out why at home. Winner of this game, they will likely cruise to the college football playoff. They'll still have one more hurdle in Iowa to beat in the Big Ten championship game, but under Undefeated versus undefeated. Marvin Harrison Jr. versus the running backs and J.J. McCarthy at Michigan. This is the biggest game that you cannot afford to miss. If you do nothing this weekend, make sure you catch this one. Because a college football picture, you could say the playoffs have already started. Well, when we return, Michael Parsons had a lot to say about Tyreek Hill. He should be the MVP, not Tua. But which Dolphins player is more important to the success? Find out next on Speak. Family, we are in our hurry-up offense, and Tua Tungvaluwa is getting a lot of MVP buzz. But Cowboy star Micah Parsons thinks that buzz should be going to Tyreek Hill, saying, quote, what he's doing after the catch, Tyreek Hill. It's unbelievable. I've seen a picture of five people around this man. He outran everybody. Tua's not doing that work. Close quote. A lot of credit being attributed to the Dolphins' success, Shady McCoy. But who do you think is more important, Tua or Tyreek Hill. I'm going to I'm, I'm go with Tyreek Hill. I think he's way more important for that team. I mean, before, let's be honest, before Tua got Tyreek Hill, what were we saying about Tua? Not a lot of good stuff. Is he good? Is he not good? You know what? I'll scratch that. Not what we said. What does owners, what does owners yeah. say? What does what head coach say? They were, trying to, they, they were trying to get all these other quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson, you heard some, some, some uh, Tom Brady, like all these different things. Why is that? We had a first-round draft pick quarterback right there in your lap. Why is that? So I don't want to, you know, Come at Tua's because I, I, I like the way he plays. I think he's a really, really good quarterback. But Tyreek Hill is something special. He's something different. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I don't know. Next year's draft, this year's draft, you might find another Tua. Are you going to find another Tyreek Hill? No. You can't find him. I'm telling you. I played with this dude. He ain't real big, but he plays real big. He ain't real <laughs> tall, but he plays real He's like, this dude is everything you need. And right now, I, I keep telling everybody, dead or alive, he a top 10 wide receiver. Hands down. Mm. So when you ask me, like, who's more important, it's not even a close one. And that doesn't say anything bad about your boy Tua, though, Joey, because I know you're Miami and all that. No, no. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you about Tyreek. I think Tyreek doesn't get the love he really actually deserves. And he gets a lot of love, but he, he gets busy everywhere he goes. He is a pivotal part of that offense, and 
there is no other Tyreek Hill. So it's not that we can go find another Tyreek Hill. I don't think we've ever even seen a Tyreek Hill before. Like, all-encompassing everything that he does, his size, his speed, everything that he is. He's a very unique player. Yes, he is. I think Tua is more important to the Dolphins' success because he plays the quarterback position, and we've seen what they've looked like without him. It's not good. So the wins above replacement without Tua there, and maybe that's, you know, for various reasons. I think Tua is also he's – a, he's a vessel for this offense. The way that he plays works with Tyreek Hill, works with Waddle, works with what McDaniels is doing. So I think he's more important to the Dolphins' success. But I think Ty, without Tyreek there, they're not in the space that they're in. So however you want to split the difference on that, I'm fine with. But, I mean, I can't argue about Tyreek. He's just one of the most unique players we've ever seen in the league. Unique. Yeah, I think Tyreek is, is, is way more important. And, and what I mean by that is he makes everybody's job easier. When Coach McDaniels goes up there and he's game planning and he knows he has number 10 out there, he knows that he can design so many different plays to put the defense on their heels. Tua knows when Tyreek Hill is out there, there's only certain amount of coverages that these dudes can play us because Tyreek Hill is out there. When you talk about MVP, you talk about impact that you have on a football team. When you talk about the impact that Tyreek Hill has on a football team helping everybody, he is and should be the MVP right now at this state of the season. I want to show a couple plays right here because this is any quarterback's best friend. This first play, this is clearly a double team. And two is saying, you know what? Who cares? Number 10 is going to outrun two people, and it ain't even going to be close. And that's what it was. This is double team. Any other quarterback ah. is going to the other side, not with number 10. When you have a guy like that, it makes it so much easier for the quarterback. And then you talk about impact of a game. I go in motion, two people come to me because of my speed and leave another really good number one wide receiver wide open in Jalen Waddle. So when you talk about impact on a football field and for a football team, Tyreek Hill is more important than Tua. And yes, I know Tua, when Tua first got there, Tua had 27 touchdowns and 23 interceptions, right? And you could talk coach, you could say Tyreek Hill, but since then he 46 touchdowns and 23 interceptions mm. with Tyreek Hill on his football team. And yes, coaches is able to put players in different positions because 10 is out there. And two is able to read these defenses so much easier because he knows 10 is out there. 10 is so valuable for this team. I think he's way more valuable than Tua right now at this point. Of the I like season. it. I like hearing the perspective. I don't agree, but I like hearing the perspective. I think that Tua is more valuable. I think that Tyreek is more impressive. And I think there's a difference. Tell me. Tyreek outrunning five defenders is way more impressive. Way more impressive. Tyreek beating a double team, way more impressive. But Tua getting the ball there that's more valuable and we saw last year with Skylar Thompson we saw last year with Teddy Bridgewater ended up getting hurt we saw this year the backup is Mike White I do not think that there is valuable I don't think that Tua is less valuable than Tyreek what Tyreek does is significantly more impressive than what Tua does but when you're talking about value there's ball placement on that beating the double team you could say anybody could do it I won't disagree with you but to me, there's more value because Tua's at the quarterback position. And where I disagree with Shady slightly is I, I, I don't think anybody can do what Tua does. Mm. I think the way Tua's processor mm. works is top. I think he's the best processor in the National Football League. I think yes. he's the best processor in the National Football that League. Part. So that's why what Tyreek does is one of one. It's easier to assess because he's fast. But what Tua does, I believe, is one of one. I think it's just harder to assess. Just so, 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 so really quick, um, would you say it was Matthew Stafford or Calvin Johnson? Because I think that's what we're seeing right now. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, you're a good, mm -hmm. good arm and you got good talent and you could, you know, process things. But Calvin Johnson is double teamed, still going up, making these plays. Like, that's, that's special. That's MVP. That's making the quarterback better, in, in my humble opinion. I think that's what we're seeing and, with Tua and, 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 I mean, and, I mean, and I don't want to go that far with, with Matthew Stafford. That, that's a bit a big stretch, I feel like. A lot of them balls be, be, be short, underthrown. And Tyree just does his thing. What about them little five-yard pass he throws to Tyree? He just for 25 <laughs> yards. That, that's happened. So, and, and I like Tua, so I don't want to say I don't like him. I think he's a really good quarterback. But when you're, like, comparing him, I mean, come on. Another thing, another reason. One dude's always going to be there to play. I'm always going to be there to play. The other dude, we still question, is he going to be healthy? Yeah. But that's not fair this year. I mean, the year ain't over yet. <laughs> you don't think it's a chance he might? But I'm saying Ty Tyreek oh, oh. has left multiple games this year with listen, injury. And listen, listen, man, listen, listen. One player is, is more durable for sure. Another player is a better player. But I, 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 and then you talk about offensive coordinators, right? I McDaniel's mean, a hell of a coordinator. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he get a, a solid quarterback 
with them weapons, and they can win some games. So you say that's why this Ooh, is tough too, because if Tyree leave, when Tyree leaves the game, right, the, the whole game plan is gonna be way different when you when you playing this team. Think about this: when, when you come to play the Dolphins, right? I think Tua was, was good, so you want you know um, um, your game plan is gonna be different for him. But when you got Tyreek Hill out yeah. there, the game plan is like, you can't even sleep. But that's why this is... You can't even sleep. Yeah, but that's you can sleep with Tua, though. You sleep, you got, like, your yeah. feet up, like, all right. But you get what I'm saying? That's why this is such a quarterback award for things like that, because where do you rank two as quarterbacks right now? Probably seventh. Where do you rank Reek as receivers? Probably first. Numero uno. You got what Easy. I'm saying? Even Easy. if you talk about playmakers, Reek probably going to be one or two. Yeah. You got what I'm saying? And then you're talking about an MVP guy that's maybe top ten? And, you know, at his position. So that's why it's truly a quarterback award because because of that. You know what I'm saying? But Rick what Rick is doing right now is MVP-level stuff. It's, it's, it's MVP-level so stuff. Would you call him – would you call Tua special? I would. I would call him, call him special. But Shady is – Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm, I don't know, you say one thing. Who, who else is special as a, as a quarterback? I just want to put it one more time. Who else is special as a quarterback? I'm going to put them all in one box. I would say there's about eight. eight Can you give me, just, give me, just give me five of them. Uh, Burrow, special. Allen, special. Mahomes, special. Hurts. Special. Herbert does things that are special. Bro, like, t- t- I mean, come on. I'm trying to that being that. But again, I, I, I weigh probably too much value cerebral. I listen, weigh too much probably we, value it's, cerebral. It's Thanksgiving's that. time, right? Thanksgiving, we're going to eat some food. If it's a line to eat, he's going to be like seventh, eighth knife to eat. Tyreek can't wait. He's like, yo, yo, y'all already know what it is. Watch out. It's time. Let me get that. Let me get that. Let me get that turkey. Let me get that gravy. Two got to wait. Like, wait, wait. Well, you, gotta, you gotta start your franchise right what? now. Team, team ain't no good. You get one player. You taking Reek or Tua with you? Tua. Oh, I have to. Because if you get Reek, think about Devontae Adams as good as he is. Devontae Adams without a quarterback. But, but what I'm saying, so, so where do you rank DC though? Derek Carr? Yeah. Uh, 12. Okay, so you, you put him in there. So that's what I'm saying. With those special Ooh. receivers. Oh, okay, G- give, uh, D- give DC Tyree Hill at. But I know you seen what DC did with Tay. Yeah. So oh, give them, give them, give, give them quarterbacks that you got in the middle of the pack, oh. baller receivers. That's oh, where no, they go. Man. I just know for me it's sensitive because I played with two of the greatest. I'm right? sensitive too. And I'm not, and I'm not Tyreek Hill. But I used to go up on top of people's head and they like, what a throw. What a throw. And <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> just see me go and the quarterbacks are getting 12 will give me my credit, man. Hell of a play, JJ. So but the team is like, quarterback and I know the quarterback's yeah. Hall of Fame yeah. and all that, but still, can we say what a catch? Like, I just like even with the, the Stefan Diggs thing, like let's remember what, what, what you not what you were, but the situation was before you got there. Like two before you got Tyreek Hill, like come on, yeah. you was. Just, uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't say I'm trying to be nice here. You're not wrong. Well, speaking of giving, Joy had a huge day with her foundation Joy, yesterday. Joy. You do not want to miss it. It is a giving season, and Joy invited the Speak crew as she headed things up with the Joy Taylor Foundation. Come back to hear all about it next on Speak. I got some leftovers. I'm starving. Like The Thanksgiving weekend, a lot to be thankful for. James, there was a feature that just caught my eye in 2011. Mm -hmm. Pam Oliver did a sit down with you, and I just want to show the world real quick. All good. James Jones and his mother, Janet, were homeless from the time he was born until his early teens. There was times where you don't want to ask why, but you do ask why, you know. You look at yourself like, you know, I'm a good kid. You know, why does this kid have that or why does this kid have that? But I just kept on fighting, kept on pursuing my dream. And if you do that, good things happen. James, really quickly, just tell us how much that meant to you. That was huge, man, because I'm always about sharing my story, man, because there's a lot of young kids that I talk to out there that grew up homeless, and, you know, they like, man, hey, you see somebody that made it out to give you a little hope. So I'm all for sharing my story and, and love giving back. And then, Joy, yesterday, talk about the Joy Taylor Foundation. That was special. <laughs> um, yeah, well, guys were nice enough to come out and help us with Beauty to the Streets and the Joy Taylor Foundation. We did a little Thanksgiving dinner giveaway down on Skid Row. Uh, shout out to Beauty to the Streets and uh, to Chef Adalia for... We're cooking up a great meal, fed about 200 people. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, it's nice to, to give back, especially to our, our neediest um, of the community right now around the holiday. So it was really, really nice Welcome. evening. Thank you guys for coming. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for having us. That was yeah, fun. Yeah, shout out to Heller and Colvin who came down as yeah. well. Melissa Cole and Aaron and you. Okay, Cole and, and That's what it is Thank about. Thank you to the video. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. That's it for us.